of your body. We had the most, by the way, this is an amazing couple and this is a divine appointment. And the nature of the, all the steps is just phenomenal to see every single thing that the Lord has lined up to bring them here. It is really quite amazing. And I just feel like they're a personal gift to us and to our congregation. It's just wonderful. Tell uh, somebody near you that God, Father God loves to affirm people. He's an affirmer of people. He's an affirmer of people. This message title is uh, God's, uh, Father God's Affirmation. And the good news of Jesus is um, that if you were to sit down, I just love this beautiful concept. If you were to sit down and have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea with Father God, He would be telling you that everything that you're about has been accomplished in His Son, Jesus. Because there was a first Adam, there was a who fell. But Jesus came as the second Adam to accomplish all the victory. And we have, there's points of pain, pain points in being lost. Anguish. There's pain points in being wounded and hurt, being broken. A lot of, a lot of pain points in that. There's pain points of being bound and knowing, knowing how to get free. Father God sent Jesus find you when you're lost, to heal you when you're broken, and to deliver you when you're bound. I love this beautiful understanding that Jesus gives us that first of all, it says, God who at various times, and this is Hebrews 1, one in the second verse, first verse and second verse, right at the beginning of Hebrews. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son. And then Jesus says in John 12, 49 and 50, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say, what I should speak. And I know that His command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Jesus didn't get information and misrepresent it. He represented the spirit of the Father that was given. So every bit of information or revelation was given. He portrayed the heart of the Father in it. Matthew 11 
27 through 30. This, I love this verse. and I never understood it for a long time. And then the Lord began to open it to my heart. Listen to these, how these words fall together. First of all, Jesus says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Got it? Now listen to this. And no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And I feel very special because Jesus chose to reveal the Father to me. How about you? Do you need a deeper understanding of the depth of love that He has for you, how deeply cherished you are, and all that He has accomplished in Jesus to make known to you the precious and powerful transforming love that casts out fear and deals with every broken thing and every bondage in it and just eliminates it? Because right after this, right after he says, except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him, then he says this, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my burden, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I just, I just, putting those two things together, he says, learn of me because I'm going to show you who, the, who your dad is. I'm going to reveal to you, through you knowing who I am, the one who sent me to do everything to cause you to come into deep relationship with him. And it's called everlasting life and it starts today and the burdens and the weariness of life are lifted from your shoulders so I want to talk about just a moment about um, and we have communion here in a little bit but we're going to talk about Jesus uh, receiving affirmation uh, I do have a uh, spiritual father Larry Titus, and uh, he had a, um, his a testimony of having, he was really uh, used of the Lord early on in his ministry in some powerful ways, and then um, there was an administrator that stole $2 million from his uh, ministry, and uh, it broke, it broke him. And he was in a deep state of depression for several years. His, the nature of his temperament is not naturally to be affirming. And he was broken. And I'm very privileged to have known and been shaped by Jack Hayford. Heather and I met under his ministry. Much of the spirit of what you experience is things that were imparted from him. He wasn't a daddy-daddy. He was like a father in the faith. But God gave me Larry Titus to be like a dad. 
but one of the, the turning point in Larry's life was there was a meeting and Jack Hafer didn't say anything to him. He just came in and Larry was sitting there and Jack Hafer got on his knees and put his hands on Larry Titus's shoes and just wept. And it broke the power of that depression. It broke the yoke. And within the next several weeks and months, the Lord put an anointing on Larry Titus. And he became an affirmer of people. Who am I that I would get to be in the company of that level and quality of kingdom fathers? But the Lord saw me way out there somewhere. And he said, we're going to ship you over here. We're going to put you under here, and then we're going to put you over here, and then we're going to give you him. Because I was a mess. A broken, bound Saved and bound, yes. Broken for years. Saved and broken. Saved and bound. And God wanted to redefine the depths of who He is to me through men who carried the weight, the authority, the principles, the relationships, the anointing of the Lord. And now it is a great privilege and honor to watch him release that. I just love the way the Lord puts people who gather here on the potter's wheel and doesn't seem to waste a lot of time working deeply in their lives. Let's just praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. He is a firming Father. And there's something so beautiful and so specific about the nature of the Father's affirmation in the life of His Son, Jesus, that helps us. Everybody say this. Father God affirms Jesus' Sonship. Then uh, Matthew 3.13 starts, as says, And Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John, this is John the Baptist, to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And Jesus said, Let it be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. When Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven. This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Mark says it this way, this is my beloved Son, with you I'm well pleased. Luke says it that way too, with you I'm well pleased. And so we have this affirm affirmation 
before Jesus has done anything. He's not done any miracles. He's not proven anything. This is a key in Christ to you and me. If by revelation you can know that because of what Jesus has done, you are already well-pleasing to the Father, it will change your life. It will destroy condemnation. It will obliterate guilt and shame. I was a shame-bound, shame-based person. And he will take, he'll get rid of all perfection attitudes and all you trying and trying and trying to be pleasing. He'll destroy that. And of course, Jesus was taken out into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And then there was that showdown we talked about last week. And the essence of that is that here he says, you're my will, son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the devil comes and says, if you're the son of God. Tries to find a vulnerability in you and me to get us to doubt who we are to the Lord. That's why it's so important to have your, the, the love on your heart so deeply rooted in who God says you are. Let me just go ahead and say, most of you have been in a lifelong battle over that. Over that. Who does God say I am, and what does my past failure say that I am, and how do I reconcile this? And the other amazing thing that the Lord just opened my eyes to was the fact that those three temptations were, in essence, a ploy to get Jesus to come into agreement in some way with the devil. And when you come into agreement with the devil, you come under bondage to the devil. And all of our lifetime, the refining process of our life, is breaking agreements that we know of and those that we don't know of. Agreements that the generations before us fell into sin and agreed with the devil. And those demonic bondages travel down the family line. All of that stuff. There are many people today because of all the confusions and they want to know, you know who they are. They'll go to tarot card readers. They'll, just go, they'll come under all kinds of necromancy, all kinds of uh, fortune-telling, stuff like that, and get a curse on their life. But when you come to Jesus, He can break it just like that. Just got to renounce it. Just got to come to him and say, you got to break the agreement for, that you made coming under the false information that the devil gave you. And the anointing is so beautiful. Isn't God's anointing just the most wonderful thing? His, his, all it is is that the Holy Spirit and the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit comes and causes, it's like Jesus comes in by the Holy Spirit and moves into the neighborhood. And everybody, everything uh, uh, opposed to Jesus being in your neighborhood goes, yeah. and suddenly you feel sick and nauseous. 
and you find out, why am I sick and nauseous? Because I'm manifesting demonic powers that I opened to somewhere. I was sexually, uh, in very, very sexually involved, and I got all these soul ties and all this sexual torment, or I was molested, or I was, I, I did all this drugs, or I did, I saw the devil, and the Lord says, I want to take all of that, I want to cleanse your soul completely and free you from all of the power of the devil. Break all that bondage. Take it up uprooted and, and destroy its hold on you because I love free kids who have the free will to love me and me love them and know us and, and, and live in that together. And then pour that anointing on you so you can help somebody else. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he affirms his sonship. Just go ahead and say, in Christ, we are sons and daughters. Affirmed by Father God. Hallelujah. Number two, Father God affirms Jesus' leadership. Would you say that? Father God affirms Jesus' leadership. Yeah. Matthew 17, 1 through 8, after six days, Jesus took, him with, took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led him to the high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said, Jesus, he said, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Here you go, here. Just to, and he, he this, this is so fun. He was still speaking. When behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Dad's come. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son. With him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. We're not going to go back and listen to Moses right now. We're not going to go back and listen to Elijah. They were just pictures of who Jesus was anyway as a deliverer and as a prophet. Listen to Jesus. And when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Isn't this wonderful? In Christ, there will be times when God affirms your leadership in the eyes of others. I had the most unusual early on in our ministry. I never liked to uncover people, so I never used names, but there was a uh, season when someone spread a lot of lies about me and Heather. And um, people were wondering if they should believe me. And um, somebody got up and said, this is wrong. 
the Lord anointed them to say, and they had a scripture out of Corinthians that said, there will also be factions among you so that those who are approved will be recognized. It was an amazing scripture. That there's going to be divisions. There's going to be things that happen. But God's going to put his hand on the person that he approves of so everybody can recognize who God is with. Isn't that amazing? And because I was so young at this, and I had a whole lot more character development in store for me, the Lord went ahead and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I'm not kidding. This is amazing. He put an anointing on me, and every person that I touched for two weeks fell out in the Spirit. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It didn't matter when. I touch them, they go over. After the end of the two weeks, everybody knew God's with this guy. He affirmed my leadership when I was just this little, barely knowing what to do fella. He says, I'm going to show you who I'm with. He shipped us all the way out from California. We showed up out here. We didn't, it was not our doing to send ourselves. The Lord placed us here. He did it. So there comes times. This is the beautiful thing about Father God. He knows who's his. You don't have to fend for yourself. He'll make up the slack. I even said to him one time, I, I said, you know, it would, I would be a better spiritual father, Lord, if, if I'd have had a good dad. And he spoke right back to me and he said, I'll make up the difference. He doesn't miss a beat. How many of you have had the Lord speak to you certain things? It just changes everything, straightens you right out, gets you back on track. Number three, everybody say this, Father God affirms Jesus' purpose. In John 12, uh, 27 through 36, it says, Now Jesus is talking, he says, Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, Glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. And the crowd that stood there and heard it said that it thundered, and others said an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus said, the voice that has come for your sake, not mine, the voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now the judgment of this world, now the ruler of this world will be cast out, and I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered, so we have, well, anyway, I'll get down here. When, when he says, I'll glorify your name again, this is the beautiful thing about, and this is a process that Jesus went through. In Philippians, it says, uh, in Chapter 2 says, Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. 
and being born in the likeness of men. And then being found in human form, he humbled himself and becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it. And I'm telling you, I, I, there's some times when I've had, uh, I've used the name of Jesus, because he told me to do it. Come in the name of Jesus. There's some amazing stuff. I've told this story before, but this is just amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Miraculous stuff. Was in Charlotte, North Carolina. We were at a cleansing stream retreat, and it was just I was commanding this demon to come out of this lady, and it just wouldn't come out. It just wouldn't come out. Wouldn't come out. It was wearing me out. I was getting worn out. I said, "How come it won't come out in the name of Jesus? In the name of you're supposed to come out in the name of Jesus. You're supposed to leave." And then something popped in my head that I heard Jack Hayford say years before, and I said, "Now you listen here. Jesus said we're going to judge the angels." And on the day we judge the angels, I'm going to tell on you because you did not obey the name of Jesus. Thing jumped out of the lady. Just left, just like that. Scared of Jesus. Scared of the eternal judgment of standing before Jesus and saying being a demon didn't obey his name when, they, when someone under his authority spoke his name. Wow. Wow. Everybody say, Jesus had a, purpose. had a purpose. Father God affirmed that purpose. He says, I'm going to glorify your name. I'm going to give you a name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow and every tongue confess. And every, every, uh, every tongue will confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. This is why it's just a joy to be in the company of those who exalt Jesus Christ and watch the power and of his love and the dynamic of his kingdom manifest. It's wonderful. I want to ask those who are preparing. Everybody say this with me. Say, um, Father God affirms your sonship. Father God affirms your leadership. Father God affirms your purpose. Amen? You can count on it. He did it in. See, you're in Christ. You're in Christ. You're accepted in the beloved. The same things that he did for Jesus. As a, he says, I'm going to do the same things. Now, you're not going to die for anybody's sins, but you're going to bring them to the Lord. You know, you're going to go through fires and trials and everything. Let's go ahead and prepare. I have a, another verse I want to use for communion, and I want us to go ahead and prepare for that. And uh, Hebrews 13, verse 20, I memorized this a long time ago. Um, when we would put our daughter, you know, when to go to sleep at night, we used to do that. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. We would say that one. Then I said, well, we need some more. So we thought, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before this throne with exceeding joy, be, you know, be... Um, with dominion and power and glory, whatever, forever and ever. So we did that one. Then there was another one. Now may the God of peace, who brought up the Lord Jesus from the dead, 
that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you what is well pleasing in his sight to the glory of Jesus Christ ever say amen go ahead and um, let's all be served the bread everybody hold it until we're all served I want to just exhort on this beautiful passage here. May the God of peace. Everybody say, God of peace. The Lord wants you to have peace in your life. He's come to make peace through the blood of the cross. He's going to make peace with the, by removing those things that have tormented your heart. He's giving you the power of peace to forgive people that have been a harassment to you. He's giving you the power of the blood to forgive yourself because you've been a harassment to yourself. How many of you have been your worst enemy? Not forgiving yourself the way the Lord does. He's the God of peace. Everybody say God of peace. Why is he the God of peace? Because he raised the Lord Jesus from the dead. Everybody say resurrection power. What you have in your hand, Jesus said, I'm going to, this is, this is my body broken for you broken for you I'm going to rise from the dead here's the, the reason you can have peace in any situation because death can't hold you in any way sin produces death lust brings forth sin sin brings forth death death you know so when it, well, the fullness of sin is just to kill you off but Jesus says I've come to destroy the power of sin and death so when he rose from the dead, he broke the power of death. Everybody say, yay. Isn't that wonderful? And then he says, that great shepherd of the sheep. How many have you been through valleys? Have you wondered if you would survive something and you're here Jesus leads us to still waters to green pastures when we come out of fiery trials that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. The everlasting covenant, the blood. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Whatever our testimony. That'll be the cup next. I want to invite you to do something. To put an expectancy in the Lord because he says, this person, this God of peace, brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, this great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant will make you complete. This completeness is a work of the Holy Spirit inside of us. I have an awareness of a self-condemning failure that somebody has faced and they've had a difficult time letting it go. And the Lord says, today, 
you're going to let it go. You're going to let it go. You've been holding a self-condemning failure over your own head, and the Lord says, today I'm going to make you complete. You're not going to have that anymore. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for showing me this. I pray that you would apply this truth of freedom. Teach hard in the room. Anybody who's holding something against themselves of a failure, that completeness in Christ Jesus comes when there is no condemnation ever. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And when you said, this is my body, you meant it. And you took all of our shame and all of our sorrow and all of our suffering and all of our griefs and you put them on your back and you went to the cross and you destroyed that load of weariness that would be on our shoulders and you destroyed its power through the blood of the cross, through you carrying it to the cross. And you make us complete. Complete just simply means I'm going to make you fit. Wherever you've said, I'm unfit for the things that God has for me, God says, no, you're not. I'm going to make you fit. I'm going to make you complete. Let's just praise the Lord just for a minute here. I just want this to massage into your heart. I want it to massage in that you cannot leave here with a sense of, I'm not going to make it in this area of my life. No, no, no. The Father says, you're my son, my daughter. I affirm you. You have purpose. I want to put words in your mouth that liberate others. You cannot have this thing in you that hinders you from being all that I've called you to be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, I come against shame in, in the power of his name. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Let the anointing, not just my adrenaline because I shouted, but let your anointing now come with this bread and break every, every, every spear, every hurt that's come from failure, personal failure, spiritual failure, emotional failure, physical failure, mental failure, all of it, everything be broken in the body of Jesus, in Jesus' name. You know what, some, for some, I don't know if there's anybody here, but let me just so, go ahead and say this. Jesus is the savior of lost people, and this is the pathway into coming to know Jesus Christ, the savior. If you're lost today, you're saved because Jesus says, I give my body for you to destroy everything that the devil would do to you. Come into the fullness. Come in the fullness of his love today. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and partake together. We're going to receive the cup. Hold it until all are served, if you would. That you may be complete in every good work to do his will. And this is the beautiful part about this verse working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. Isn't that wonderful? It takes time to reshape a warped, 
sense of identity. It does take time. That's why when we come in here, I'm not so concerned about you having notes to write down. I'm more concerned about you having an encounter with someone who changes your heart. That you have a, a divine breath to go inside of your being. That you have something that eases away from your soul that was there before and now it's gone. That you have something go in you that causes you to rise up and you know that you can do things that you couldn't do before. You were hindered before, but now you're not. Because now you're capable of doing things that are well-pleasing in His sight. And He will work in you. He'll make you fit. He, does all, he has all these resources to make you fit to work in, to do His will. Let Him work in you. So that you can do the work of the Lord. Let Him work in you. You can't do the work of the Lord if He's not worked in you. But you can do it if he's worked in you because then he can do it through you. Let's just lift it before the Lord. Just hold it for a minute. This is the most cherished cup in the universe because it's a symbol of the very life that Jesus spilled out. He says, I'm going to give my blood. This cup is the cup of the new covenant. And Jesus did something extraordinary. He says, I'm going to give my blood. And it takes usually three weeks to hang on a cross and slowly suffocate by the power of a crucifixion. But he was whipped. He began to pour, the blood began to pour out of his body early on. He began to run out of life on the way to being crucified on the cross. His blood was pouring from him, pouring from him, pouring from him. Then he got on the cross. His blood was, his gave, he, listen, he gave himself. He wasn't killed. He gave himself. He said, I'm going to give my blood. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give my life. I give my life to you. I give my life to you, and it's going to destroy every work of darkness. Everything of sin will be destroyed and blotted away. Every single thing. Let's praise the Lord praise the Lord. He doesn't look at you the way you used to. He looks at you through the eyes of one who has given himself completely for you to eradicate, wash away, erase, cleanse completely every sin, every thought of it. Oh man, praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. That's why in the very last moments of his life he said, I need, basically I thirst, I thirst. Why? He couldn't talk. All the fluids left. They gave him a, just a little bit to wet his tongue, and then he said, it's finished. You can't add anything to this. It's finished. You can't add anything. It's finished. Into your hands I could in my spirit, he said. And then he just went. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing is on you, honey. Praise you, Lord. Just receive all of this goodness from the Lord. He's affirming things to you. He's going to give you the power to do what you couldn't do, okay? You're going to be able to do what you couldn't do before. How many of you need that? To do, to live in the way you couldn't live before. Shackle-breaking God. 
the blood does it all. Let's receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today, you're not lost when you've come into covenantal relationship with God. You're not, every, every broken area is, is healed. Every bound place is freed in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Let's, as soon as you get the cups in the basket, let's go ahead and stand together, lift our heads, and just praise him for more, a little bit more. Praise you, Lord. 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 We give you praise. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The blood of Jesus speaks a greater worth, a greater power than any other blood. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we come under the, that, that covering, that protection, that anointing, that gift of grace that comes and protects us. And I pray, Lord, for these coming weeks that you would just, all the works of darkness that have been against certain people, that that would be just pushed back. You'd give a, a reprieve. I'm asking, Lord, for uh, mentalities that just put Jesus first in everything, that you just turn to the Lord and be his in these days. Everybody say Amen. 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 We have a few people up here praying at the end. If you need further uh, prayer, we're just going to dismiss now. Love on each other.